This episode of The Cool Ship is brought to you by The Fur Farm in Colts Neck, New Jersey. The Fur Farm has been growing Christmas trees for over 30 years and is dedicated to organic and sustainable farming practices. The Fur Farm now also grows organic hops. Be on the lookout for an upcoming Forge Batch release at Zigmeister, a wet hopped IPA made with hops from The Fur Farm. That's The Fur Farm at 166 Hillsdale Road in Colts Neck, New Jersey. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast, dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike. With your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, Zigmeister Ziegler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the Cool Ship. Crazy guys. Yeah. We got a lot going on. <laughs> Talking about Sappy Bush. Or no, what was that? Sap Sapid. Sapid. Sapid Sapid Bush and that's moist a nice box. And, yeah, moist box. Yeah. That doesn't stand up well and when it gets wet. No. No. But it's sapid. But you all wish you were listening to what we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you could. Probably <laughs> he was recording most of that shit, right? So it's been. We were supposed to do a show in August. We haven't been able to do a show till now. And it's almost October. No, it's a week away. Less than a week away till we hit October. So this is our September show. Come late or never. I mean, better better now than never, right? Yes. Um, so tell us what you've been up to, dude. Uh, Brewing beer, Mister Brewing doing, beer doing stuff. Yeah, a lot of events. A you might have to events. introduce yourselves. People might have forgotten who you uh, were. Fuck you. They can't forget us. <laughs> I think they know who I am. It's Warren with Homer University and... The Professor Wilson and Matt. The Zigmeister. <laughs> Matt Ziegler. Zigmeister Ziegler. And, of course, in the background we have Carl the Sapid <laughs> producer. The Sapid producer. <laughs> He's toothsome. <laughs> Very toothsome. Sapid Bush. No, the Sapid Box. So we were talking about... So before the show... We're already half in the bag. No. no. Before the show, we uh, Carl treated us to Southern Passion from the other half, plus J17. Um, I guess that was an experimental hop. Southern Passion was one, and J17 was the experimental. It was an Imperial India Pale Ale at 8.5%, I think, mm-hmm. um, by volume. And yes. It was a bomber can, and we split it amongst us, 18 fluid ounces. And the first word that came out of Carl's mouth was fucking juicy. 16 fluid ounces. Well, fucking can't stand like juicy. Juice. Yeah, fuck juicy. Juicy, juicy, it's juicy. all you hear. Every, oh, is that juicy? Is it juicy enough? Is it juicy? Does it taste like fucking beer? Yeah, no. It's like juice. It, it, so <laughs> we got on the subject of these new terms that are coming out. It's not juicy enough. It's not good enough. 
Um, and Matt <laughs> had a story about some customer that came by and told you about your IPA. No, it wasn't. It wasn't my IPA. It was a. It was a rating I saw on oh. <laughs> Untapped. Someone okay. had rated a beer, and then they were writing about it below, and they said, "Oh yeah, great IPA." It wasn't to mine. It was. It was to another one that I was looking up. And uh, good catch there, Matt. Yeah, almost dropped the mic. Matt's half in the bag. <laughs> he knocks the mic over. And uh, what was it? The um, the guy, the the person had wrote the reviewer. Great, yeah, the reviewer, the individual mm-hmm. had written, um, "Great IPA. I'd rate it higher if it was cloudier and juicier." What the fuck are these people thinking? They Honestly, thought, they thought it was too clear and therefore didn't have the hop flavor. That it needed, and therefore a cloudier beer meant that it had more hop flavor. If you ever want to find out how fads work, get in the beer business. Because it happens year after year with new beer that comes out. It's like the biggest fad industry in the world. In my the pumpkin's been out for how long in grocery stores now? Like a month? More than that. <laughs> since August. Since August. Since beginning of August. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's when they first... Well, we were down in a brewery, taking a brewery tour. I'm not going to say said brewery, but we were in a brewery tour, and they were packaging their pumpkin beer in April. Yeah. If you know you're going to have a lot of it going out, you got to be brewing it early. And the funny thing is, before we went to that brewery, we had a show that we did pumpkin beers on, and the people were trying to get rid of their stock from last year. Yeah. A week before we went to the brewery, which was packaging this year's pumpkin beer. And they should have... I don't know. I've... I felt that I, fe- I felt that coming up that there was so much pumpkin beer left over last year that it meant that there wasn't going to be as much sold this year, and that's what's happening. It- it's out there, and it's just it's not moving. Just in. Well, it's the fad. I think yeah. that's. I mean, it's just everybody's got their pumpkin whatever now. Actually, I think it was only about a month and a half ago. A buddy of mine in Baltimore tweeted out a picture from the grocery store where somebody was trying to sell vintage quote unquote pumpkin. Vintage, pumpkin. V- vintage 2015 pumpkin for sale. It was Do a flight of the, the pumpkin. <laughs> wow. Doing a vertical. The vertical. <laughs> vertical the past five years of pumpkin. <laughs> Dude, I got an 012 pumpkin. It's awesome. <laughs> so, this beer, this other half, what is the other half? Is, uh, where are they out of? It's, uh, the, yeah, they're out of Brooklyn. Um, pretty new, I guess, to the scene. Within the last two years, yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, a lot I, of IPAs. I think I saw them. A lot of IPAs. Saw them popping up last summer. Um, I don't think they do. They do regular beers. Do they keep or is it just constantly so. rotating a, different IPAs? I think it's yeah. all IPAs. It's just an IPA, and it's all canned. Yeah. Everything is canned. Yeah, I, with the exception of their tasting room, I've never been. Hmm. But they, they, I mean, they do a decent job of making beer. Um, it just seems to me. It, and you know it's cool to try different types of hops because they have they have the single mo- or single hop series, mm-hmm. um, but it's the same mo. I mean, I'm I'm just getting blown out by the hops, like just blown away by hops, 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 hops. It's just a one dimensional thing for me now. Every time I have them, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's juicy." So is there the other fucking New England IPA? They're all juicy. You can't discern if you were to do a side by side taste test on any of these and pour them into a, a glass that you can't see through, I would probably put my bet on that you couldn't tell who made what and what what is what, and they mm. just all taste very similar. I mean, they're good beer and they're interesting, but it's just all over the internet. Everyone is posting their showing their cock on how much these. 
juicy IPAs they can get. Showing their cock? Yeah, just, you know, oh, I got a whole pyramid full of beer. That, oh, you know. I got you. Yeah, it's like I, mean, I, oh, I did my mean, Vermont, oh, right, I did my Vermont run. Off. Look right. at my... Look right. at my trunk. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and, you know... You mean it's a penis size contest? Pretty much. Yeah. I went to this place and I was able to get four cases because I waited in line a bunch of times, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got more than you did this time. And there's there's with nothing me. wrong with that. That's that's really cool and I'm glad that that's happening. Um but there's nothing wrong with it except there's something wrong with it. It's it's just, it's hard to explain. I don't know. It's a fad. Yeah, but silver IPAs. IPAs haven't faded away, have they? I don't no, know if IPAs they've, they've, are. I don't know. I don't bifurcated think IPAs in all kinds of different directions. Are bifurcated? Not the right word. They, not anymore. Divided in no, all kinds I, of different directions because it's been way too long to be a fad. No, I just think that IPAs in general are such a huge category now. Category because they split apart the black IPA. No, the it's, session not, it's IPA. not even just that. No, it's just I think it's not even just that. Like time. when you think of when you think of a when you used to think of beer, it used to be you know it was mainly by the malt. You had your amber ales, barley wines, brown ales. Uh, stouts, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was, you had a basic hop that you were using, and you'd use it for bittering charge and maybe a little bit for flavoring, and you'd be changing up all your different malts. And now we got so many different styles of malt out there that you're making so many different styles of beer. Now you have on the other side, with all these different styles of hops that we have, you can keep the exact same grain recipe and make 40 different, 50 different, 100 different IPAs because you're just changing all different hop styles. So your IPA category now isn't just really IPAs. I mean, you know, if, if you're looking at it, it's like there are certain types of hops that give fruit flavor. There are certain types of hops that give herbal flavor. It's just the same like with grain. There well, are certain grains that give caramel flavor, certain ones that give roast flavor. It's the same with hops. It's just a different sort of thing. So almost now when you think of like, oh, if it's caramel, then it's in the amber category. But now if it's a little more of this, it's in the red, red ale category, but it could be a copper ale. They're so similar to each other at that point. And then with hops, all we do is we call them all IPAs or pale ales, depending on how gotcha. heavy those hop flavors or bitterness comes through. Mm-hmm. But really, it's like there needs to be some way to differentiate these IPAs into different styles of beer to break down the IPA category. Because people are like, I like IPAs. The, it's like, the, what, what style of IPA do you like? In the 2015 or whatever the heck it is guidelines, yeah. there's the black and then there's the session and then there's the, the West Coast and then there's yeah, the Yeah, but traditional... then there's, there's, there's West Coast, East Coast, New England, yeah. like the way we're talking, New England yeah. style IPA. It's like yeah. there's... Bitter forward, there's flavor forward, there's tropical fruit flavor forward, there's heavy on bitterness, dank flavor. It's like, there's those descriptions, but it's like those are not set in stone definitions. They're very fluid. Well, I mean, is this just a product of the fact that the industry's got a lot more ingredients now? I mean, it used to be, I think be, it's well, just the explosion of the industry. It's well, just, it's, well, it's well, the IPA sure. category itself and the amount of hops has just exploded into this whole new thing that nobody's been able to sit down and categorize it to something that makes sense. That, that's that's. And fair. when someone says they like IPAs and someone else says they like IPAs, they may not like the same beer at all because it's such a huge category. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was saying. Like, when I first started Brown about 22 years ago, IPAs. Oh, boy. <laughs> IPAs were reserved for the English style IPA. Yeah. Right. You had your English style hops, and you did an English style IPA. But then people got brave and daring, and they put more and more hop flavor in, especially Cascade, which was and Centennial, which came out. And those, those are the two biggest types of hops that you would get. And so they would push the envelope, and push the envelope, and push the envelope. And now, now you could look back and say, well, the IPAs of early, which actually set a fire to this whole craze of craft beer, I think, uh, 
um, which really lit that flame. IPAs of early were bitter forward, and now they're these colleges that have always been doing this, but are now cultivating these hops that are crazy and lots of and lots of lupulin glands and lots of acids and just tons of different flavors. Has this love of IPA, which was a fad back in early or late 90s and early 2000s, has now grown into what has become the craft beer movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're seeing different branches off of this. And this New England IPA is just one particular branch that has come up as of late. Yeah. Um, and really isn't a different style. It's just a different method of how they do things. Um, and <laughs> all these people that are drinking them and that there's nothing wrong with them and I'm not trying to mock them or anything, but this term juicy has come about and everyone now who thinks they know IPAs or thinks they know beer or loves beer or who, who has had beer and affinity beer now uses juicy like it's a high to a fellow American. Like, hello. This beer is juicy. Every beer they taste is juicy. Every description you see yeah, but in is juicy. Pa- but or it's not juicy enough. 15 whatever years ago when people didn't know craft beer at all, it's like, oh, this is hoppy. That's all they had to describe it. Mm-hmm. So I, now <clears> they've got juicy, pineapple-y, no, not piney, pineapple-y, just piney, spicy. earthy, spicy. And well, sure, as you get to Tropical know it, or... or tro- yeah, tropical. Or fruity or citrusy. I'll tell you what, I smelled that uh, other half. And the first thing I thought was pineapple juice. And you said, very ripe pineapple juice. I said, all right, fine, fair enough. But <laughs> pineapple said, juice is juicy. I said, um, rotten. Very ripe pineapple. Well, yeah, rotten whatever. Pineapple. Sorry, rotten. And, and, and Matt said, very ripe. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. So may, maybe it's just, you know, too, too, what's a too hipster a statement or a saying for you? Like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, too, it's, like, it's like people being overusing groovy back in the 70s or something. So, <laughs> so there's, there's the under, there's, there's people that are just getting into the brewing realm that I've seen that that coined the phrase. Now I have a beard. I always have a beard. I always have a scruff going on. I'm not one to grow it long because I can't stand growing my beard long. But you're a hipster. It's so hipster. <laughs> hipster is a good good term to use for the brewing the people that are really like into making beer. Right? Warren and I are officially way too old to be hipsters. <laughs> yes, I am way too old. So if you saw what I look like, you'd be like, he's no fucking. If hipster. you walked in, he might Warren, be a hippie Warren, from hippie town, but if no, he's you not walked a hipster. in, Warren, in tight blue jeans and a plaid shirt. Oh my lord! I think people would start <laughs> running away. You know, I'd call you a hipster. They'd start running away. So I'd call you an ambulance, too, yeah. but I'd call you a hipster. <laughs> I'd be sapping, brother. <laughs> so that sparked the conversation. And the reason why we're, t- we're talking about sapid, now every beer we want to talk about is going to be sapid. This beer that we're having right now, yeah. it's sapid. I think it's very toothsome. Toothsome. That's a good one, too. <laughs> toothsome and sapid. So there's, there's a lot more... Sin- there's a lot succulent more and succulent and moist. Succulent and moist. So there's a lot... Of, what I'm trying to get at is juicy is just one little term. Spread your wings, young man. This beer is very moist. Spread them out. <laughs> Use other words to describe a beer that's not just juicy. Describe what kind of malt is in there. Sure. You know, describe how it feels along the mouth. Is it sapid? It's a delicate. What well, type sapid, of sapid, flavors sapid, are you sapid pulling being out? A, uh, is it spicy? How sapid about being a cinnamon into juicy in some way? Is it? Would it really be sapid along the... Sapid means delicate and fragile and... Oh, okay. See, it shows you that my my eighth grade vocabulary education wasn't very good. 
Well, mine's not either. That was just straight. From yeah, we Google. just found it online. <laughs> that was just Google. <laughs> a few different, yeah. a few different words we found online, and we decided to just throw them in here. Yeah, someone came in and tried to tell me that I was smart. I laughed in their face. <laughs> like I'm not smart. <laughs> yep. So. What was your first clue? Yeah, Google's. I'm Google smart. That's how Google yeah. I am. So, but you know, so be it. I'm over that juiciness. If you want to call it juicy, call it juicy. I'm drinking beer. All right, what what are, what are we doing today? So, um, moving on from Southern Passion and plus J17, which was very sapping, um, we're going to the Victory Headwater. Um, so, what what do we got today, boys? Yeah, what's what the is, what's the real what purpose of this episode? The purpose we had a, of we today. Had a, we so, had a guest beer, which was the other half, but now what's the real? Why don't you describe what we're supposed to be doing since you're the one that's making us do this? Oh, I'm not making you do anything. I think you're enjoying Forcing it. Forcing us to do it. As he's pouring two beers into one glass at once. <laughs> so it's the... Uh, like I figured prison. that uh, an interesting thing to do would be... Uh, one of the things I've seen popping up around is these um, uh, craft packs. You know, a bunch of different companies do it. Victory is one of them, and that's what we have today. But it's basically, we're going to give you a taster of a bunch of different beers. Um, And typically, it's three of of four different kinds of beer. Three bottles of four different kinds of beer by a brewery in one pack. And today, we've got the Victory craft pack. I think it's pretty cool. uh, uh, And you guys will be uh, going through the flight of four, which is Hop Devil, Golden Monkey, Headwaters, and and, uh, Primate Pills. I think it's pretty cool that, uh, sorry to cut you off like that. Yeah, Um, no problem. 10, 15 years ago, you didn't see anything like this from mm-hmm. anybody. The only time you saw something like that was like their Christmas series or their seasonal series. And that was what? Adirondack. Uh, was it Adirondack? Is that, is that uh, even a... Saranac, Saranac did that. Saranac, Saranac yeah. did that. I think, I think Matt were, worked at Adirondack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's... Saranac. That's, yeah, I'm looking at Matt. I was Saranac. doing craft packs when I worked at Adirondack. Yeah, they, not, yeah Saranac would have like the winter wassail. Yeah, the, yeah all they, that winter yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah. And I think Sierra Nevada did one. And um, it was really cool. You go out there and get... Four different types of beer, three of them at a time, and um, get your 12-pack on. And uh, now they've been doing that since there's, like, to your point, so many different varieties of IPAs. You could go out and get a Sierra Nevada four-different IPA pack now, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Great Lakes makes one. Uh, Victory makes one. one Lagunitas. Lagunitas makes yeah, one. Yeah, no, there's one. There's, yeah. there's, uh, they're out there, and you can go find them. So uh, I think uh, Carl's idea was great. I think it would be fun to sit there and try these packs now this one doesn't have any rhyme or reason to it does it does it have a um i think it's just their big seller yeah i was gonna say i think it's just their their top top their top their top yeah yeah, their top names okay so this is their top name right or their top sellers probably cool or is it the only four they make oh no there's i think there's actually another victory craft pack that i saw that was uh, a different uh, a different combination so yeah there's there's more than four so are you going to be doing this too for your brewery He's got a can. It. He's got to stick it in the can first. Yeah, I'll stick it in the can. <laughs> in the in the sapid can. <laughs> the delicate. Can. The delicate can. Yeah. Thick moist. <laughs> <laughs> stick it in the can. That moist box that doesn't stand up on its own. God, what am I doing here? <laughs> um. <laughs> Just so you know, we forced Matt to come. Yeah. Relive- <laughs> Matt, you're, to Matt you're, you're relieving. You're relieving tenth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, st- I'm literally tied to this desk right now. I can't leave. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna. I think I'm moving more toward the lines of cans for the regular beers and like bigger 750 bottles for specialties. So I probably won't have a 
a mixed pack like this. What about Crowlers? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I a prefer... Growler mixed pack for only forty nine ninety five. Crowler mixed pack. <laughs> 44. That's not bad. <laughs> That's a good idea. We sell mugs for that much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, bless you. See, it's true. You know, they got snot all over the microphone. It's all good. I think it's kombucha scoby. Is that what that is? It's a pure sign that I'm getting sick. Hey, maybe I'll do a uh, a six pack of bombers or a six pack of, of uh, pounders here. Like, you know, two of each. Three Little types. Mixed pack, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. A mix six. Mix six. We coined the term here. I love the mix six. Is <laughs> that like six nuggets at McDonald's? No, not a, not a mix six. <laughs> no, not an Irish six. <laughs> so now we're drinking this headwater. Totally fucking different. Totally oh, different. Oh, yeah. Um, old school. This is, this is what I would consider East Coast IPA. Yeah, I would say it's East Coast. Um, you get no real hop flavor out of it. You have your body from the beer, mm-hmm. from all the malt, from the malt, and then you have a bitter charge. You probably have a flavoring charge in here too, but it's mostly you're getting the the bitterness overpowers the malt a little bit mm-hmm. to get your IPA or to get your yeah. I'm guessing your boldly hopped ale, but you're not really getting a hop flavor. You can tell there's hops in there because of the bitterness, but there's no distinct, you know, pine or herbal or earthy. It's just yeah, a malt characteristic a in the background. A pale ale to them. Yeah. Uh, their, their hop devil is the IPA. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 5.2%. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, it's, you know, you get that bitter charge in the, in the back end, but you, it, it's not... It, all it is is it's more hops than malt. Right. There's so, no distinct hops. <clears throat> so if you, were to, if you were to look at this and... and Put it onto the IBUGU scale or the Bugu scale, mm-hmm. you'll probably get a fifty percent. I mean, I'm I'm getting bitter and malt all throughout the whole thing, and there's no discernible difference from what I'm I'm getting the bitter charge maybe up front a little mm-hmm. bit more than I am in the end, but I'm getting a lot of like smooth malt and smooth hop. So you're saying like point nine or <clears throat> I'm I'm okay. saying fifty percent on that scale. So you're you're talking like um, if your IBUs are a hundred, you're mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, if you are your IBUs are fifty <clears throat> and you're looking at ten fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, that's yeah. no, that's actually a hundred percent. That's one, right? That'd be one. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking like twenty five IBUs. So I think to, you'd be higher than fifty percent. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think it'd be that high. Because um, my amber ale is fifty <clears> percent, <throat> or almost sixty percent, and I think this definitely has a. I'm getting a lot of um, heavier bitterness character that comes through than my amber. I'm yeah. thinking this is closer to like eight. What's the IBUs on this? They say. Do they, do they say it at all? I don't think they do. I'll take a look online, see if I can find it. Okay. Yeah, see if you can get that information for us, so we can talk about that. Put that on the back burner. Five point two percent alcohol. I wouldn't say anything more than say it's ten fifty five. So you're you're saying that this wouldn't be more than twenty six IBUs. I'm thinking it's closer to 38, 40. I don't if think not, it's that high. Yeah. I don't think it's really up that high. I think Dale's Pale Ale is at, what, 50? 
I think I couldn't even 55. And if you, if you think Dale's Pale Ale is, that's pretty hoppy. Hmm. <clears throat> it might be 40. It might be a 60. It might be 0.6. But it's not. It's nowhere near what we consider to be hoppy. I think on that scale, we're looking at 120. Uh, between 100 and 120. All right, I saw some unsubstantiated. Somebody said online it's 30 IBUs. Um, but there, the Victory website says the composition of the malt in this beer is Pilsner and Vienna. Mm-hmm. The hops are Citra and Simcoe. Citra and Simcoe. ABV 5.2% available all year. That's that's really surprising. Yeah, it is surprising. I'm not getting too much of anything out no, of it. No, I honestly would have said this is more your traditional style hops. I would have thought this is like American tradition, like Cascade and... Right, I would have said I the same thing. I would not have said Simcoe and, and Citra. So, 30 divided by 50, you're talking about 60 on that scale. So, if it was... Yeah. All I can, I, there's nothing 50. officially on the victory site. I mean, somebody says it's 30. That's their opinion. Yeah, that's, maybe. that's their opinion. So, yeah. Is that uh, a beer advocate that you're looking at? Uh, rape beer. Rape beer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Same thing. Tiger shark, lemon shark. <laughs> Tiger shark, uh, leopard shark, same thing. <clears throat> but I very drinkable, very different. Definitely not IPA ish. So it's like comparing apples to uh, oranges, but I'm getting a lot of like, like, I would have said victory malt in here. I'm getting biscuit, but that's I guess that's from the Vienna. Mm-hmm. So, um, good color. You said Vienna and what other? What other malt? Yeah, Pilsner. even... Uh, Pilsner. See, even, un- even untapped as 30. 30? Okay. That might be one of those, the same sources used everywhere. Someone found it online and yeah. said, oh, that's oh, right. That's right. <clears throat> Let's use it. If three people snap your fingers, it's true. Yep. <laughs> What's that saying? When a legend becomes truth, print the legend. Mm-hmm. Warren has said that every single fucking episode I know. of this show. I know. And every single episode, is it the fucking truth? That would be, we're going to print the legend of Warren saying it every <laughs> single fucking episode. When Warren becomes the legend, print Warren. <laughs> well, you know what? My, my That's a lot of paper. <clears throat> My impression of you, Matt, has changed ever since you said you would finish. <laughs> oh, Got to bring that back. All right, here we go. Episode number whatever the fuck this is, and Matt is this finishing does, this again. This goes back to multiple podcasts now. <laughs> God, it's cross-podcast. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, it's another gift that keeps God. on giving on the show. Yes, it is. We've got our memes already. Speaking of which, how come they're not on the show? This, by the way, this They is were one, supposed to be here. I forgot to text Jimmy about the change. Uh, so, I told him about it. Sorry, Jimmy. So plus or minus a year ago, we did our first show, <clears> Oktoberfest. <throat> Apple, right? Uh, no, Oktoberfest and then was, I, and then cider. Yeah, that's right. Oktoberfest in September, and cool. then you were talking about Oktoberfest and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Oh shit, was it September? Mm-hmm. Is this our anniversary show? It's our anniversary. <laughs> do I have to find that song now? Yeah, you do. <laughs> that means we have to fucking get wasted. Oh fuck, I gotta be up early tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't have to be at seven o'clock though. I gotta be over and stand up in front of somebody and go. My name is Matt, and I own a brewery. So we have to do tomorrow. Yeah. For like four and a half hours. <laughs> What's been going at the brewery, Matt? So, tell us a little bit about what tap takeovers you've been done. Yeah, uh, it's been. Uh, it's been really. It's been nuts. We uh, we've been getting into a lot of new accounts. Um, lot. Well, you have a sales rep, right? Yeah, we we have a salesperson. We have a delivery person. So he, 
Mark, our sales guy, is out all the time. Um, he usually four days a week at least. He's going to different areas of Jersey, uh, calling up different uh, bars and restaurants, trying to get in uh, to do tastings and see what's going on. So most of the times when he gets in there, he's talking with them, you know, seeing what they can do, uh, you know, trying to get one of the year rounds on, maybe a seasonal. And then, you know, any events, uh, a lot of times it ends up being, you know, the uh, the tap takeover. How does that work? Do you give him carte blanche to sell whatever he needs to sell? Yeah. Um, so he could sell amber or he could sell IPA or he could sell stout, yep. depending on the situation. Yeah, depending in. on the situation. Because we make so many different styles of beers, the way I kind of look at it is each bar is going to have a different selection on there at the time. If they're looking at it in a way that, uh, oh, our amber ale isn't selling too much, or the IPA that we have, we want to switch it up, or something like that. I want to be able to let him go in there and say, you know, this one isn't working for them. Switch it over to one of ours. You know, we've got right now we got the the year round, the Kolsch, the pale ale, the amber ale, the stout. We've got the hefeweizen, the IPA, uh, the uh, Belgian double, the uh, Oktoberfest. We're next week. We're actually this week. Um, Wait, that was all those were year rounds? Everything you just no, said? No, sorry. Oh, the, no. the seasonals were the the Hef IPA, okay. Belgian Double. And but you're thinking of making the IPA of a year-round? The IPA, this Thursday we're releasing our year-round IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so galaxy? actually tomorrow I'm moving no. that one over. No, couldn't new, do Galaxy. New one. Can I have that, please? Yeah. I wish I, wish I could do Galaxy year-round, but you can't find it anywhere. It's mm. like occasionally online it pops up. Um randomly at a certain price and it's like you can buy it right then and there and then i'd have it plenty for the whole year if i bought it right then and there but i'd have to pay for it at that point right. pull it all in and create a whole new beer for it <clears throat> so we have enough i have enough galaxy in stock to do specialties off my ipa and more than likely what i'm going to do is i'm going to have my year-round ipa and i'll do specialties off that with galaxy what can you get year-round or what what's the uh the year-round ipa the year-round ipa is going to be cascade centennial columbus in the boil nice. and amarillo citra and el dorado for whirlpool and uh el dorado yeah it, it and and for the dry up it, it's really nice. nice um a lot of good flavor comes through there um but people will be able to find out this thursday uh, it's good beer. In the tasting room, and I think we're going to start selling it out to bars and restaurants on Monday. Um, it's going to be hitting pretty hard. I'm not a fan of El Dorado, but I know you are. Hmm. Um, I think that beer is just up there with Head High and um, any other IPA that's been out there. I mean, it's oh. uh, it's, a, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's pretty good praise. No, Head High is a nice beer. No, it's absolutely, a, it's, it's a solid. It's, beer. it's a yeah. solid beer. It's a solid IPA. People are going to go nuts over it. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you said that uh, that it's a mix at the accounts and in, in, uh, of what what they like, and some of them even like the amber nitro. Yeah, I'd more say than others. I'd say our uh, our top sellers right now probably Kolsch and IPA this season. Um, Oktoberfest is killing it. Um, we released that. I just looked on the calendar the other day. We released that three weeks ago, and I've already gone through thirty barrels of it. It's our fastest selling beer mm. by far. Um, it's more than doubled the sales of our IPA. Uh, we ha- luckily we have a second batch of the Oktoberfest ready to go because we still haven't even hit our Oktoberfest in Hackettstown yet. Uh, so we need to. I need to make sure that I have some of that around. So luckily, you think it's partly partial months. because of Oktoberfest. I it's you know during the season, people look for two types of beers. They look for pumpkin beers and they look for Oktoberfest. 
Um, people walk in. People have emailed me going, oh, do you have an Oktoberfest? I was thinking of stopping by. Not yep. like, oh, hey, thinking of stopping by, do you happen to have an Oktoberfest on? Right. They're only going to stop by if I have an Oktoberfest. <laughs> so Oktoberfest is still hot. Yeah. You are doing a lot of tap takeovers. Oh, yeah. We talked about, um, I'm not quite sure if we talked about it at this point, but we talked about the um, six-pack. Mm-hmm. Um, mix six. You're getting canning in pretty soon. Yeah, the hope, you know, with canning to come in pretty soon. Uh, ideally, the IPA would be our first can. My hope is that our my year-round beers won't be growler sales at the brewery. They'd be sell- sellable in cans. So the IPA would be first. If that goes well, I'll get the other year-rounds into, into cans, and then uh, all the specialties that I do in barrels into, into bottles. Stickers on yeah. cans or cans no, I, printed? I, I think uh, we do the shrink wrap cans. Shrink? Um, I don't like the sticker on the can. I think it just it looks cheap. Um, I'd love to do print right on the can. It's just uh, cost prohibitive right now. Mm. Uh, down the road, I think I'd switch from shrink wrap over to print on the can. Uh, but right now, I'm probably going to design a shrink wrap label and put it right on. So, Awesome. How does that work? The canning company will, the, the, the canning, what a canning truck basically shows up, right? Because you don't have your own canning line yet, yeah. right? So I would do mobile canning. Um, and they would shrink they wrap would show, They would show up with the canning stuff, but the cans would actually be delivered to me with the shrink wrap label already on them. Oh, it's cheaper. Oh, you're saying it's cheaper to get it with the shrink wrap on it. So what, what would happen is a place it. that holds, that buys a... Blank cans mm-hmm. would I would send my printed <clears throat> label to them, uh, and then they would shrink, shrink wrap them onto a whole pallet, repalletize, and then ship them out to me. Probably so, need to do a truckload, no? Uh, no, all I need to do is one, um, one. I could do a pallet at a time. It, it doesn't need to be much more than that. Okay. Uh, if I do printed, it has to be a whole truckload. Um, but other than that, you know, that, that, that's the reason that I would go shrink wrap. Over print. If I did print, it would be 25 pallets of cans, eight feet tall pallets of cans that I would need to get. So, how many barrels of beer is that? That's, um, uh, carry the two, a shitload. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it ends up being well more than I would probably use in a year. Right. Okay. Um, so taking up that much room in the brewery just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, so the shrink wrap would be the way to go for the starters. And where's the shrink wrap company out of? New Jersey or somewhere else? I think it's in PA. Okay. So nearby. Yeah. Cool. So we, we uh, before I made a recording mistake, before you were talking about your nitro amber, which I've never heard of before. Yeah. we, uh, Me and Mark kind of have been sitting down. Uh, a, a lot of accounts, you know, they have a nitro tap and they're kind of sick of Guinness. Um, so they want something else on and they're like, you know, all we've been able to rotate through, you got left hand. Um, what are some other nitro beers that uh, people have been putting on lately? Uh, Old Chubb from Oscar Blues. And I think there's like one other one that kind of just rotates through. And like, you know, I want to see something different. And we've had our stout on there and people are interested in that, but they want to see other things come through as well. So we decided, well, you know, we were brewing a batch of Amber Ale. Why not throw that on uh, Nitro and see how that works? And that came out actually pretty nice. People seem to really like that one. Um, and you were saying uh, that uh, you actually have, you carbonate that sort of low. It was a four, like 
one and yeah, point four psi, volume, four psi, one um, something volumes. Yeah, to like just over one volume of CO two. Just it that way, you know, you through the whole nitro process of uh, running through the, the, the tap that CO two breaks out and it foams up gives you your cascade, but it's not so much foam that it just stays a big thick glass of foam, and then you have flat beer once that finally settles out. Uh, the idea is to get that creaminess in there and drink it within a couple minutes. Cool. So, but it's, uh, yeah. Chug it! Playing around with a few different styles as well beyond that, but uh, we'll see what else comes out. They're always, whenever a new one comes out, it goes onto onto Nitro Tap at the brewery, so if you see a new one on there, it's the next one coming out. <laughs> Chug it! Mm-hmm. All right, should we take a break? I think so. Cool. Sounds good. Beer break. I think uh, Matt needs to uh, drink up. <laughs> Fine. Welcome back to the Cool Shit Podcast, where we talk about everything bloody. Sap it. God damn. No, it's all good. The Cool Shit Podcast was brought to you by the word sap it. <laughs> and the number? 17. J17. The number J17. All right, what beer do you have in front of you? God damn. Uh, this is my second. It's your second, it's but your what beer do you have in front of you since nobody over the airways so obviously, can hear it? See it so say. obviously this whole thing has come to be, there's 12 beers in that pack, mm-hmm. Warren gets eight of them, and Matt gets four. <laughs> Matt right. gets four. <laughs> well, let's see, Warren is maybe not quite double Matt, so. Okay, so what we're are you drinking, saying? <laughs> Warren's definitely We're drinking hopped. I'm like seven foot two, <laughs> and the right weight for my height. Exactly. <laughs> You're like Shaq. Just like him. <laughs> Only shorter. <laughs> okay. We're drinking Victory Hop Devil. Hop right Devil. Now. now, this is the IPA. Yes. And still a lot different than the Southern Passion J17. Oh, yes. Now, how are you supposed to say that? Southern Passion plus J17. Yep. Yep. That's just sapid. Sappy, I think, is what you're thinking of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, if you said, though, that the, the other half guys just make nothing but IPAs, I mean, they got to name it somehow. <laughs> I mean, to me, Hop Devil is a blown-up version of Headwater. SPJ-17. No, not that. We're talking victory. I don't know. It's different. It's got different hops in it. Yeah, but I feel like the bitterness there has bumped up, but it's still that bitterness with malt... This one, though, has more, more hop flavor to it. I don't know. It's got a lot of malt flavor, too. It does, but I think that compared to the other one, this has more hop yeah, flavor. It no, it's got hop flavor. It's not juicy. It's got hop flavor. I think this one's probably closer to one on that scale, then. I yeah. agree with you. This, uh, this has more hop flavor to it. It's got that the same, though, like you were saying, bitter to malt, just kind of like, you know... One against the other, no distinctiveness in the background there. Uh, but it has that 
I think it's got more of that hop flavor coming through. I'm, I don't know what IBUs are in it, but I know that it's 6.7% alcohol. Um, take a peek on the untapped. No, yeah, take a peek on the untapped, see what IBUs there are. They say that they're whole flower American hops. Now, they're the second company that I've seen do this, yeah. Sierra and um, Victory. But they don't name the hops. They just say whatever we but can that, get. But that's flour. the other thing too. When I use whole flour, when you use the wet hop, this flavor it, comes it out it in does. the back. It's got that chlorophyll flavor. In fifty. It. It's a fifty on the scale. Fifty IBU. Fifty. So okay. So it's it's, it's a like, little less than one. It's like 70. seventy-five. Yep, seventy-five. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So it still is maltier than it is hoppier. Um, but. It's still it, it's it, typical. somebody somebody describes this beer on Uptap as mellow up front, very slight bitter taste at the end. So is that juicy up front? Mellow because mellow is a synonym of juicy. So, so we could just say juicy. It's juicy. <laughs> Damn, this hot, this is juicy. This is juicy. <clears throat> now. It's funny. Is it well balanced? I mean, what what so is it, no, it's, it's so it's clearly not just it is a, it's it is not a nice a balanced up, beer at the end. It's not just a step up from Headwater because it's totally different grist bill and everything. I mean, there's nothing the same between those. No, no, two. but the way the way I look at it is it's it's malt character to its hop bitterness in the background is similar. I don't know. It says two row German malt, so there could be Vienna mm. in this. I mean, even if um, it's not Pilsner Vienna, no, whatever, right. it's it's that. That malt character to bitterness right. is similar. This one just has more hop of it. flavor and character coming through. Has more of the 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 whole cone yeah. hop flavor coming through. No, I agree. Like that whole cone flavor that comes through is a lot different than the pelletized mm. bitterness. It's a more rounder yeah. uh, bitterness, but it has that chlorophyll flavor, and it's hard to describe that green flavor that you get from these hops. You have to drink a yeah. fresh hop beer a to or a, a, a whole cone beer in order to get that. It's flavor. funny. I had a customer of mine come in here with two beers from um, the Alchemist, and they did two fresh hop wet hop ales, and they were looking for heady topper results, like heady topper bang in your face, all yeah. kinds of you know. And it wasn't. It was a rounded flavor, and they're like, "Well, this is a lot different than I expected." And I'm like, well, that's fresh cones. And when you yeah. get fresh cones off the vine and you're putting them in, you can actually, when you're when you're making the beer, you can smell the flavor that you're going to taste. Yeah. It's not like the smell of a hop where you smell the hoppiness. It's like you smell that flavor and you know you're going to taste that flavor in that beer, and that's what comes out. And yeah. that's what makes these kind of special because there's only one time a year that you can get them, and mm. that's this time of year. All right. So is this, when that says whole cone... American flavored but it hops. Say whether they're dry, dry or wet. The clones that I've seen make it with East Kent Goldings and Amarillo, hmm. but I'm not quite sure if those are correct. Those are someone's interpretation. My guess would be that they're getting that flavor because they're not using whole cone. Right. And that I'm, Amarillo flavor in the background has a very green hop flavor to it, and right. the EKG gives that almost like that bitter sure. tea in the background. Exactly, that tea, that natural yeah. earthy mm. flavor. Oh, I see. This, I see this, what you guys are saying. Me, They're trying to approximate a whole wet cone. Right. Or a whole, exactly. Yeah. This By to me is something. like Simcoe. I mean, I'm getting some Simcoe out of this. If you've ever used whole cone Simcoe, and I've done a lot of dry hopping with Simcoe, and that's what I'm getting. I'm mm. getting Simcoe out of this. Like the Simcoe, this Simcoe comes across very strangely. And I want to see if we can't find what it is that it's made with. So what's the appearance of this beer? It's amberish. Yeah, it is. Clear. It's like a light amber. Oh, yeah. Well, is well it? yeah, clear. It's not New England style. No, but it's definitely not, it's not, it's not, not clam not, chowder. It's not clam chowder, but it ain't uh, it ain't water either. It ain't crystal. 
Nope. Um, but it's definitely notice that does not have the Keith gelatin effect on it. No, <laughs> no, this is no, not. It's not crystal. No, no. Um, this. Uh, but it ain't hazy. This ain't got no flour. Um, Clam chatterish. So that's that's a good point. I want to I, I want to say that I'm the first to coin the clam chatter, and that that's going to be used to describe. New England IPAs, like the hazy clam chowder that they make. Oh, clam chowder beer. Yeah, chowder. clam chowder. Chowder beer. It's chowder. Chowder. It's chowder. <laughs> it's juicy and chowder. It's chowder. It's chowder. <laughs> right. You heard it here first. <clears throat> but no, it's decent. Um, but it's, I think you nailed it before, typical East Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Where it's not all kinds of in your face. But still, nothing wrong with that. It's no. just another style of IPA. Yep. It's not the <clears throat> current craze in IPAs, but still. Nothing about. Um, couldn't find anything on. Uh, beer Advocate. For. Not Beer Advocate. Um, for the hop. IVs. 50 the, IBUs. That's all. No, nothing about the hops. No, not styles. No, I didn't see anything on there. I'll delve further. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what kind of hops there are. Flowery notes in the nose, the aroma is distinctive American IPA. Orange color, long-lasting head, the love, clean bitterness, but the malt background could have been a bit stronger to give it more balance. See, I'm not getting that. I'm getting a lot of malt. And is it because... Well, this has a little age on it. Is it because of age? Could, I was just going to say, this has a little age on it, and isn't that what they always or said about Aromatic punch of whole flower American hops backed by rich German malts. So my guess would be it's Munich. Mm-hmm. For the color. I'm getting, I would say Pale Munich. and Munich. I wouldn't say pale, I'd say Pilsner and Munich. And I guess if they are using a boatload of Pilsner malt, they probably keep it in, in-house. And just use that through as their base. And then add other specialties to it. I mean, how big is their brewery, do you know? Pretty big. It's 100, big. 100 barrels? Probably. Somewhere in there. 50, 100 barrel brewery. Just a little bit bigger than yours. Pinch. Well, shit, you're going to be there soon. Hopefully. Can't remember. Was it, it was either Trogues or... No, I think it was Victory that just built a huge brewing brew house, didn't they? Didn't they just... Build some like massive, you know, like four hundred barrel brew house or some crazy ass shit like that. Well, their annual production in twenty fourteen was one hundred twenty five thousand barrels. This is off their Wikipedia page. When you right. have a Wikipedia page, you're a big no. Deal. I thought they built like a massive, <laughs> is that right? Like with massive, massive per- fermenters, brew house, fifty barrel brew system. Okay, well, I was, how do you do one hundred twenty five thousand barrels in a fifty? You brew every day, seven you days a week. Yeah, you have twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day. Okay. Well, shit, they have like 17 different fucking beers. <clears throat> How do you get that big? You start like Matt. You do? That's where yeah. it begins. That's where it all begins. No, you start, you start right the Philadelphia here. Market. <laughs> you start right here in this homebrew facility. Yes. You start in the Philadelphia Market. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then you go from there. Hackestown may not have as many people in it. As Philly. We got it's it. It's possible. We got this. It's got up there. Jersey's got a lot of people. What are you eating? Pilsner malt. 
Fuck. Summer love. Fucking Pilsner Malt. Fucking Pilsner Malt eating motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, talk about your barrel aging process, um, program while you finish this beer so you can get on to the next one. Oh, my God. Because you guys are awfully slow tonight. Hey, you know what? We, Dude, I am we not need fucking you to slow. keep us on time. I am double pace with Matt. <laughs> I know you are. Matt is really it's the slow. Matt is fucking just like, it's the hey, chat got my thumb up my ass tonight. I'm talking about fuck them. Talk about Screw your you guys. Aging. I'm going home. I'm leaving. <laughs> Talk about your barrel aging program yeah, and so, finish your beer. So oh riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> you have, I don't know, 25, 30 barrels of cooperage in your cooper. In my cooper. In your bat cave. Right? Okay. And you have two, four, six, 16 or 12. I don't know what number of units you're talking about here. Barrels. Okay. Filled right now. 12? 12. You had 14. You already racked off two. Yes. You already emptied two. So you had 14 already fermenting away. Now you have no. 12 left over. Yes. Each barrel is 53, ba- uh, three, 53 gallons. Yes. So Except for some which are bigger. So you have but rough- we don't count those. So you roughly, you roughly have around 600 Gallons of beer fermenting in barrels right now. Fermenting or aging? Aging. Aging. And fermenting. Same mm, thing. Yeah, I guess. Fair enough. We got, we have... 53 times 12 is 600, right? Just about. Yeah, yeah. A little we'll over 600, that. right? Yeah, we'll call it let's call it, let's call it 650 for shits and giggles. And you're going to keg all that into 15... No, that stuff is going to go into bottles. Oh, it is? Yeah. I have nine red wine barrels, three bourbon barrels. How are you corking them? I'm going to cap them. Okay. How are you capping them? With a capper. Hand capper? Oh, yes. Okay. okay so, what is a, so what is beer in a... Are you steaming out the wine barrel, or are you actually going for the wine characteristic in the beer, the red wine? Red wine we rinsed out the wine barrels, but um, just to make sure that they're still swollen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we want that red wine character to come through. Interesting. So what kind of beer a, is... It's what, a Belgian quad. Okay. So it's going to have that dark fruit flavor to begin with, uh, and I think that yeah, the have, red wine goes. I have really no concept. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have had red red wine barrel aged beer before. I'm not mm. sure that I have. I know that I've had all kinds of bourbon barrel yeah. stuff. What the, what kind of what kind of flavor does a red wine barrel uh, give off? It just accentuates that dark fruit flavor. Is it just oaky? You get that oakiness, a little bit more of a it dry finish. Like a, it doesn't give you like a real red wine. No, no, no. You, you get you get a little bit of red wine. You get that dark fruit from a red wine. A little bit of that. It really accentuates that that um, dark malt character that comes through in your uh, in your quad, and then that oaky finish dries it out a little bit further. Nice. So it it takes your Belgian beer and adds a little bit more dryness to it and kind of accentuates certain flavors in there. Whereas the bourbon barrel goes with the candy sugar sweetness um, that the quad gives and pulls it on that side with like vanilla. So you're just you're pulling in two different directions on yeah. the same on the same so you base can, beer. Yeah, so you'll taste the nice. base eventually when I get this all out, you'll taste the the base beer and you'll taste the bourbon version and the red wine version. You'll see all three are completely different. Oh, you got to go for a fourth so that you can Dude, do the little, the little uh That'll the little be tasting. that'll Wait. be the bell, that'll be the uh you're not the imperial cork stout them? down the road. No. Why? Cuz it's not naturally fermented. They're going to be they're going to be uh forced carbonated. If I threw sugar into them and naturally carbonated, I would have corked them. But with the alcohol percentage on the beer, 
I'm not taking the chance of. Uh, of I, I would have to put champagne yeast in there, and then it would dry it out too far. Yeah. Are you gonna wax them? I'd probably wax them. Yeah. Just cork them and cap them. Yeah. Cork and cap? Yeah. So cork it all the way down. Don't leave. Don't leave anything sticking Leafmans out. Leafmans does that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to open it with a with a with a real corkscrew. Yeah. Not like a champagne Interesting bottle. concept. Yeah, it's hmm. pain in the ass. No, I'm frustration sure. for the consumer. Oh, yeah. Frustration for the consumer, yeah. frustration for the guy putting the fucking cork in and then having to cap it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna John. say that's what that's what they said about <laughs> that's what they said about the iPhone uh the iPhone seven, whatever, when they got rid of the uh, headphone port, they said it no. is actively aggressive to the consumers. <laughs> <laughs> or actively are or uh, actively dismissive of the mm. consumer. That's about hundred and thirty bottles. Six hundred and fifty gallons. About 130 bottles. No, it's a lot more bottles. Well, than I'm that. 130 bottles. Uh, it's five bottles to a gallon, right? Yeah, but you did the other way around. I did. You did one bottle to five gallons. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, this is riveting radio. Yeah. Mathematics. Mathematics on the podcast. So it's five bottles to a gallon, right? Yeah, yeah so, so you multiply 3,000 bottles. 650. No, it's more than 3,000. Well, okay. Well, okay. If there's no sludge on the bottom. 750. It's 3,250. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just over 3,000 bottles. <laughs> a little more over no, 3,000 bottles. You didn't, say, you didn't say a little more. You said 3,000 bottles. Yep. I said it's yeah. more than 3,000 yeah, bottles. Yeah, it is. It's more. Assuming that every bottle is perfectly built, yeah. filled. and that 250 is a lot fucking more than 3,000. That's a pinch. Yeah, just a fucking pinch. Eight <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So Boy, we'll be ma- uh, math on math on the podcast. It's yeah. riveting. <laughs> so we'll be uh, well. That the quad will be our first bottle to come out. Then we'll have the uh, imperial stout that'll go in. I think the next bottle though that we're gonna probably do are they all quad barrel. right now? Are they all quad? Yeah. Everything yeah. that we have currently in barrels is quad. What do you do with those barrels after you're done? Uh, those. Used some again? might go into tables. Um, some might get used again. More than likely, uh, that will eventually get part of the um, the funky zone. Go for some Brett, something like that. You're going to introduce Brett into your brewery. Not right into the brewery. At that point, I'd probably um, be looking at a off-site aging area. Not Homebrew University. You can keep that shit to yourself. Well, why not? Says the man that just took my scoby and just infected his entire store with it. No, I didn't. I'm going to actually sell that. Oh, yeah? No, give it away. I'm not going to sell it, but I'm going to give it away. Somebody just called me today and said, do you do scoby stuff? I said, no, but you can be my first experiment. So if it goes well, I'm going to buy scobies. You don't have to buy them. I'll keep making them. I make, make kombucha tea all the time. Maybe I'll just keep one of them and keep making it myself. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know how many generations this Kobe can go. Long time. Long time? Okay. Long time. You can't get any sour than sour. Yeah, but I just don't know if other weird bacteria get in there, like a weird bread string starts sure infected or whatever. <laughs> they make you go diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. It'll be great. No, I hear sourdough. Sourdough can go forever, whatever that is. <laughs> Speaking of sourdough, me, myself, and Irene. You ever see that movie? No? no? Okay. Forget it then. Yeah. All right, so what are you guys cracking now? 
I am. Um, we're gonna take a break because I gotta take a pee. Um, but we're gonna bring out the pills. Bring out the pills. All right, Prima. Perfection since 1996. Yep. After this. It's funny because. Uh, <laughs> John Cena! <laughs> Governor with an entourage of people. <laughs> My son today. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, nothing, dead. Knock, knock. I'm like, okay. I didn't think about it. Who's there? He goes, John Cena! <laughs> which, My three-year-old son. son. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Loves it. <laughs> and then the best part is after he says it, he goes, do-do-do-do-do! <laughs> son, I don't think you quite understand the knock-knock joke, but that made me laugh anyway. <laughs> that was the best knock-knock joke I ever heard. God, see. Right. <laughs> keep moving. Come on, let's go. tonight for some reason oh it's our anniversary we could drag oh. ass if we want to um Actually, wait wait i did the recording screw up before i gotta i need an opener warren you're holding um, me back do i have wait, my opener? Yeah. i gotta play the song i gotta play the song for you guys put it in the crotch pouch <laughs> my crotch pouch does not have it did i leave it in my dick <laughs> i hope you did not leave your bottle opener inside in, your dick in my dick That's here horrible. it is here we go horrifying Dang. Here you go. Oh. Okay. It's our baby. I can't believe it's our anniversary. Dude. I didn't even realize One that. Year. That's crazy. Matt, do me a favor. That's a song from 1993, Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, man. Tony, oh, I remember Tony, that Tony. song. I remember that song. You were, so what, well. you were like three years old? I was six. Can you give me a lighter over Singing there? Singing that yeah. song. Are we going to light up the cigar? Do you want one? Just wish it. Yeah, want sure. half of this? Absolutely. Want half of this? Fucking celebratory cigars, motherfucker. Yes, yes, yes. I need a, a knife, too. Right here, bro. I'm going to cut this in half, and Matt and I are going to... Cut you, motherfucker. So what are you guys drinking here besides the Okay, cigars? so we got Victory. Victory Prima Pills. Perfection since 1996. I remember that weather well. Um. <laughs> Are you 29 yet? My <laughs> I'm the big 2-9, bro. The big 2-9. Are you a 2-9-er? I'm a 2-9-er. Dude, I haven't been 2-9 in 2-9 two, two years. Oh, shit. It's been a long time. It hasn't been that long. No, it's not 2-9 years, um. but it's close. I need an ashtray. Heaps, Do you have an ashtray? Heaps of hops are hiding under the full frothy head of this elegant pills. Thanks, German malt bro. subtleties yeah. 
linger beneath the long, dry finish of this classic quencher. Now, now explain to me this, then. Why did you go with Kolsch and not a Pilsner? You're doing pretty much the same shit. Mm-hmm. Why a Kolsch? Or better yet, why not an alt beer? Logging. No, no and they're alt, both the alt, same shit. Alt would have been the same. Pilsner's, Pilsner's would have been a little longer. Uh, the Kolsch flavor I like a little more than the Pilsner flavor. I feel it's too sulfury and dry. Okay. You just went to a new Kolsch yeast, didn't you? I just did a new culture. Yeah, it is fabulous. It is fan fucking tastic. What's the difference? What were the two? Um, I did White Labs Kolsch yeast first, and I which is on, a great yeast. And now I am on East Coast uh, yeasts Kolsch oh. yeast. Fan fucking tastic. I've used it now twice for the Oktoberfest and for the Kolsch. Um, those of you drinking. Oktoberfest, or have drank Oktoberfest, there is a new batch of Oktoberfest coming out because you drank all of my Oktoberfest. Thank you. Um, the new batch is... <laughs> no one listens to this. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck you, Warren. Thank you, all of our loyal followers. Joe. Joe. <laughs> Thank you for drinking my Colch. Um, Oktoberfest. Octo- the Oktoberfest. Joe, Colch, really Colch. The, new, the new Oktoberfest, the second batch, is with a new yeast. And thank you for the one rating of the show It is very much, it's, it's a lot more of a German Oktoberfest. It is. This one is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. The flavors that come through are so much more reminiscent of an Oktoberfest than the first one. I mean, the first one was great. But the flavors that come through are more reminiscent of Oktoberfest for the second one. And I also have the Kolsch now. And the flavors that come through on this Kolsch are fantastic. Are you guys smoking Swisher Sweets? Is that what that is? Yes, it is. (laughs) No, I'm not quite sure what it means. Did you hollow it out and put pot in it? What do you call those blunts? (laughs) What do you you call those? (laughs) We're sipping on gin and juice, smoking our blunts. Mm Mm-hmm. We have to have the guest back on. We do. Guest. We have to have guest back on. Johnny Two Shoes. Yes, absolutely. Shoemaker. <laughs> we definitely have to have him on. I miss him. Um, but I think it would be uh, apropos to have him on. Yeah. We've got to get Jimmy on here. And we, no, not only Jimmy, but we have to have Matt and Jimmy on here. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, they're back now to their, uh, their they're regular doing a new show again. Their regular show. Yeah. I wanted to have them on so we could have a little transition talk about what's going on with that show. It kind of didn't work out. We also wanted yeah. to have Jody Andrews on, and it just uh, that hasn't worked out yet either. The sketch- we'll get her on here. <laughs> See, exactly. Um, so, um, grain of salt. <clears throat> oh, we'll definitely get Jody on here. I want to get Jody and Chris. Where does Jody uh, live now? Jody's still in town. Still yeah, around she, the area. I think she's going to be moving out of the area, but. Um, not yet. Not yet. Uh, but she she'll be getting one soon. She's yeah. No, she's got she's got, she's got kudos so also. many. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, if if people don't know Jody Andrews, she, they're not going to have a problem. She's amazing brewer. Um, we'll definitely have her on the show at some point to Better talk do with it us. Quick. Um, yeah. We'll get Chris from Jersey Girl down over here too. Well, expect to have Great another guy. show really soon. Like we're gonna have another show within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we have another. Oh yeah, we got. This is the sound of your next show. <laughs> this is the Great Lakes Craft Pack. Yep. So, 
we're talking about the pills now. This is probably the latest of the bunch that they have in that in that but pack. But still, hop forward. Is it hop forward? Well, the, the, it should be. Bit, right? that's, that's, that you're, should you're, be. You're, you're looking for that, right? Your bohemian-style pilsner should be hop is forward. more hop forward. And it's, it's noble hop forward, though. Yes, yes. It's like Sotz or Herzbrucker yes. uh, or something mm-hmm. like, with a noble punch to it. Yeah. Nice and spicy. And that's what this has. It does it? I didn't yeah. taste it yet. Um, it's golden color. It looks really nice. And you know what? Anytime someone comes in here and wants to make a Pilsner, they're always mentioning Victory's Prima Pils. Mm-hmm. They're always like, can you make a Prima Pils? And I'm like, yeah. And so we just load it up with Sots uh, or some kind of German noble hop. You know, we'll, we'll use Magnum or as a bittering and Sots as a finishing. So um, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm actually enjoying this cigar. Um, thank you for sharing with me. Um, Cheers, sir. It's it's, it's a feat. So, what does this make us? How many episodes in? Uh, with bonus odes and everything, yeah. it's yeah, I don't know. Ten <laughs> with bonus odes, I don't know. Twelve. <laughs> it's ten or twelve. It's a year's worth of episodes if we came out every month, which we haven't really done. Oh, you want to take a picture? Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, you guys got to raise your glass and shit. Well, we're going to raise our glass. We're going to raise our cigars. We're going to get a good picture. Well, do you picture. want me to take it from your phone so you can post it to your social media? Absolutely. Yeah, right, take go. it from both of our phones. Oh, he's got the edge. Oh. It's a cracked edge, too. The edge. Yeah, he got that last hold year. Hold on, right. hold on, so everybody. Right on hold time, on, we're going to take, take a photo here for a moment. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a great photo. Hang on. Especially with your nice freaking fingerprinted lens. Oh, please, bro. Oh, please. All right, hold your, hold, hold your spleefs higher. <laughs> I, I got a little nubby going on. <laughs> it's our anniversary. Oh, shoot, somebody... somebody I think I may have just texted somebody this picture. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some little bubble came up. I don't know. That thing came up as I was. Oh, you're. I, I just, I just. Megan, like... if you ever watch this, he tried to text you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a bunch on there. You can delete the ones you don't like. Oh, oh my. These are. Yeah, Warren was sticking out his boobs. Oh yeah, he no, was. Woo! Was there? No, you there was nipple showing. Was there? No, there's oh, no. You gotta nipples. get me to your camera. I don't know how this thing works. You're not an iPhone guy, are you? I am an iPhone guy. So, like, every, I, everybody knows how to get to the camera app on an Apple iPhone. Apple, Apple. You've got some weird Android shit going on. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Just clink your glasses, Hang boy. On. This is a different picture. There you go. <laughs> Matt's got the squinty Popeye eye going. Hi, <laughs> 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 yeah, I am what I am. I am what I, I am. I am what I am. <laughs> He does. That's all that I he was, He's got the one, he had the one squinty. I got smoke in my eye. <laughs> At some point, um, is there a way to make this live show live? Oh, yeah. It's never been a live show. I know, but at some, <laughs> um, that's why I said at some point, is there a way to make this live? Uh, yes, we, we had done that originally with uh, Google Hangouts Online. But then we decided like things like pee breaks and all that fun stuff and having to be that rigorous, that uh, rigid wasn't very much fun. No, it's not. But, you know, it, it, could, it could include callers. Call-ins. Sure. You want to buy that board. That's cool. How much is that board? $10,000? No, it's not that much, but it's not 50 75? No. All right, so all, all, all you OMC show listeners who have now OMC failed show. OMC shows... Um, have now moved over to the Cool Ship Podcast. You can oh. donate at one eight hundred D O N A T E C O O L S H I P. That's um, a hell of a long phone number. Yeah, it cuts <laughs> off at C. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> it starts keep, ringing when you just type keep in. Dialing. Oh, it just keeps sitting there. O O L S H I P. Um, no. Um. <laughs> By the way, it's the modern era. People don't know how to dial phones anymore, Warren. You got to text us at something. Text us to the same number. Four six two five five one two. Text the number five. <laughs> so the Prima Pills is good. Um, Prima Pills is is suck in the face with some noble hops. Yeah. Clear, light in color, easy drinking, five percent maybe. Of the of the previous beers or of this beer and the, the two that we had before, the Prima Pills is probably the one that I've had the most. Yeah. Um of all of victory, it's probably my go to if I'm gonna go for a victory beer. Uh so this Prima Pills really goes well, I have to say, with a, with a cigar. It really does. When they say when they say at the bottom here, Prima Pills perfection since 1996. Honestly, that's, when I think of an American style pill, when I think of an American Pilsner, this the way, is the Pilsner that I go for. That's the year Matt was born. It's not the year I was born. No, he was born a solid six years, six years nine <laughs> years early, solid nine years earlier. So so when this beer came out, he was nine, and I was just starting to drink. Just, no, you were just starting to drink when you were nine, Lauren. What are you talking about? Fuck that. I was drinking in the womb. <laughs> I, oh, the fetal alcohol syndrome. That explains so, so much. <laughs> what are you saying? Come clean. <laughs> explains everything. <laughs> no, it's good. It's actually a, a pleasant beer to go back to. I guess, you know, it's a go-to. I'm not saying that I would drink this all year round. Maybe summertime. Hmm. Yeah. You know, something light and crisp and fishing. This brings oh, to yeah. mind fishing. Speaking of which, we didn't do any this year. Yeah, Matt had this little brewery thing going on. We did one time this year. No, it wasn't only Matt. I mean, I'm sure I could have fucking. We could have planned we something. To, we could have done yeah, something. Yeah, we, we did one fishing trip. And we caught the most fish. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Matt, we were pulling up fish left and right, and everyone else was pulling their pud. <laughs> no, it was a good trip. They had a good time. I had a really good time. Kind of gross. You see the pictures is. of Harry? Yeah, that. That. that those the, uh, strippers. Oh yeah. Montauk, he killed it out there, man. He killed it. I was jealous. Yeah. But they'll be coming soon. Coming soon down here. They're hitting Montauk now. That means probably sometime early November they'll be down here. It all depends on water temperature for yeah. those big fish. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think this would be right up your alley. You want to try some? Uh, I think this would probably be a beer that you would drink if you're not a beer drinker. You know, if you're not a craft beer drinker, it's a good segue beer to get in. Yeah. Because it really does. It's a it's a craft beer that right. is similar in lightness and flavor to your commercial beers. Right. You know, and there's nothing. It's, it's definitely, it has your, what you're looking for in terms of all malt, uh, you know. Uh, it has a, it has nice. a, it has a little, what I'm going to call fruitiness to it, which I'm not sure is age and oxidation or. If it's actually what that beer would always taste like, but it's hmm. uh, it's got a little more uh, character than I would yeah. think your average American is. But the hoppiness is right, the bitterness is right in line mm-hmm. with the with what you'd want. Uh, this, this is what I would yeah. call it's got, your, it's your gateway. Got some craft beer character. Your gateway on. into craft beer. Yeah, absolutely. Beer. Yeah, it gets you more into that craft flavor, that little more flavorful uh, beer style, but still being a mainstream style beer. Nice. I think right around '96 was the time when things started to really change for 
craft beer yeah. and the movement of the craft beer style because 96 was like the cusp of the beginning of everything. Yeah, and, I think so. Well, um, I remember I remember very distinctly uh, when I was in high school um, and it, my parents had, well, that's a long story. But anyway, we spent a lot of time in Reading, Pennsylvania where my sisters lived. <clears throat> and there was a place called the Peanut Bar, I think, which is, I don't know if it's, at the time in the 80s, it was probably the most famous bar in Reading, Pennsylvania. And I remember that was the first time I ever saw, and, you know, I was too young to drink, but at this place we, we that my parents and my sisters and I would go to, they would have, you know, voted best beer in America, Sam Adams. And I'm like, Sam Adams, what's that? That's not Who Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? It's not Rolling Rock. What's this crap, right? Right. And uh, so that was probably 1988 or so when I mm-hmm. first was seeing that kind of stuff, and then I would recognize it thereafter. Right. And I was thinking to, think to myself, you know, sort of there was that Sam Adams painting on it that was very different than what you would see on any kind of American beer. The Patriot, a much more yeah. Cla- yeah, the more cl- the more classy type of uh, advertising for it. And then from there, boy, did it go. Yeah, I mean, you have to give kudos to people like Jim Cook and Ken Grossman. Um, speaking of 88, I think that's when that... Um, uh, the first pumpkin beer came out that was down Buffalo Bills. Wow. Uh, made his first pumpkin beer. I don't think he's in existence anymore, but I think that's that's the first time that's ever came out, and that was like, holy cow, it's all pumpkin. And now everybody and their brother has a, a pumpkin in their lineup somewhere mm-hmm. because it's just a popular beer. I mean, when the fall hits, when that cool weather comes in, man, it just turns that light on, and people just go There crazy. are two beer styles you look at. Yep. Yeah, pumpkin and Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, yep. yep. And, and then, it, then it changes from Pumpkin to Oktoberfest. And Pumpkin, to continu- dark and pumpkin continues all the way through beer. Thanksgiving, believe yep. it or not. It goes yep. all the way through Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oktoberfest is kind of when October is done, kind of goes off. Yep. Um, as soon as Halloween hits, Oktoberfest is like done. But then in November, it goes from like pumpkin to like dark brown or oh, yeah. porters and winter, stouts. Winter, winter warmers. Right? And then it becomes big, heavy shit. Good shit. Sleep the winter away beers. Yeah, and yeah. It, it does. It helps. It helps it get through. And of course, then February rolls around. And it's all chocolate stouts. <laughs> hmm For. Uh, oh, I think it's just February into March. Day. It's, it's just like stout in general. It. Yep. It's almost like we've done a year tracking of beer, haven't we? Yeah. Mm. We did the Oktoberfest. So. We did the winter warmers. Yep. We did Apple the, cider. I mean, we really cider, big yeah, this time of year too. Yeah. It's it's huge. I mean, oh, yeah. people come in solely for just. Cider yeast. Um, it's too bad I don't have the capability to make big jugs and package juice, you know. I've got a cider ale coming out pretty soon. Um, half and half? 50-50. Uh, fermented, not just mixed. And you can't go more than 50-50 or else yeah. it's wine and you get in yep. trouble, right? So I have to use at least 50% of the sugars that come through come from malt. So I did a uh, 50% cider, 50% uh, grain. Ale. It's and, a graph. Yeah. I mean, it's just not the graph that people think of when it's, you know, mixed afterwards. Right. Um, it's pre-graph. Yeah, pre-graph. <laughs> well, how do, you, how do you do that, Matt? Because my understanding is that uh, yeast that prefer to eat maltose mm-hmm. will sort of rush through all that fructose if you put too much, or uh, yeah, it's fructose, I guess, in mm-hmm. cider. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But anyway, the simpler sugars that are part of the cider, they'll just rush through that, and then they'll like peter out on the malt and say, eh, we're kind of full on all these it potato depend- It depends on the alcohol percentage you're looking at. If it's a okay. higher alcohol, if you're looking at like 7% or higher, then you're yeah. going to have some issues with it. Yeah. Uh, because by the time they, they, they do rush through those simpler sugars first, they like yeah. that glucose, that fructose. Yeah. 
Um, and then they have issues switching back over to maltose when there's alcohol present. Uh, so okay. if there's if it's a lower percentage, you know, with this one I think we're looking at like five and a half, six percent. Once you go over that seven percent marker, so you know, it gets a little bit more iffy going back and forth. For consistency's sake, uh down to that, you know, six percent can be iffy also. Um but because it's only a one one off specialty sort of thing yeah, and I'm not looking at, you know, the rule of thumb I always that I had always well, I'm just yeah. the, the the rule of thumb which was I'm sure you could push the boundaries of everything was always if you're going to put, let's say, table sugar or simple sugars into the mat, into the wort, mm-hmm. don't go more than 25%, or else you might oh, run yeah. into some serious problems with the yeast. But I yeah. guess that might be for the bigger beers, which is where you were putting the table like your sugar triple in. Or yeah, something you were trying like to that, put, yeah. the, put the, the table sugar in there in the first place, mm-hmm. right? yeah, or the invert, or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of uh, opportunities, you and I have to still hammer out how we're going to make those pressings work. They're going to happen Oktoberfest. Well, we'll see what you, you what you keep overall for the Oktoberfest because I think some of it you said you're going to be selling in as just cider out to people, right? Right. So we'll see what we get back in the end, and then we'll make a make something off of it. Just use it as some kind of brewing liquid or mm. something like that. Concentrate um, it down. Use it almost like a caramel apple. Sure. Make a caramel apple pie. Yeah. Yep. So you got a couple of those going out too. I mean, you'll, you'll see some. What is it? Um, who's the bull? Bolero snort. They came out with an apple pie. Yep. Apple pie. Apple pie pa. Yeah. They did that. Apple they did that PA. one. That's yeah. their newest one. Apple pie pa. They did their uh, key lime pie just before. Key that. Key lime pie was which was good. That. Yeah, that yep. wasn't bad. No, they, they, they had their uh, OBV. They push the limits. For sure. Last but not least. Okay. Um, moving on. Golden monkey. Oh, Matt needs a pee break. Okay, that's what. That's fine. I'm. I need a break too. I can't really suck down this golden monkey. It's gonna be fucking hell. But uh, God damn, it's a triple. Yep. Okay. It's a nine and a half percent beer or something like. Finish that. off the night heavy. Uh, beforehand, we're taking a break. B R B. Do you have uh, uh, those defibrillators ready? <laughs> BRB. Tell you what, never be forgotten. What's his name was fucking awesome in that movie, the bow and arrow. Oh, uh, Voight, John, John Voight, yeah. Angelina, Angel, uh, Mr. A- Mr. Angelina, or Grandpa Angelina Jolie, or Mr. Papa Jolie, Angelina, yeah. Mr. Jolie, yeah, Grandpa Jolie, it's Papa Jolie, Papa, 
Okay, so right now we are back and we are drinking. We popped open some Victories Golden Monkey. Jeez. Now, if you know what this is, then you're like, why the hell did they save it for last? That's exactly what I'm thinking about right now, guys. No, no, you didn't save it for last. I saved it for last. <laughs> and you know how to know why I saved it for last? Because you hate us. Because <laughs> I wanted to fuck you. So, Golden Monkey is a Belgian style triple with added spices. And yes, a triple is pretty high up in alcohol. Like right around that nine and a half percent alcohol point. <sighs> the description of this beer is a magical, mystical monkey whose golden soul glows with wisdom of the ages. <laughs> this radiant ale is rich with the spirited tradition of the Belgian-styled brewing. Our golden monkey is both playful, delightful, profoundly satisfying. Exotic spices from the east round out the Fucking global journey to joy. To from the east. Get on board. The China lovers. The monkeys bound for glory. Banned from the U.S. Ban this beer from the U.S. They're China people. Chinaman. Chinaman. Oh, yo. yo. No, I'm just yo, kidding. Hey, uh, Warren, yeah, nobody has the context from the break on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warren shit. is kidding. Oh, Warren's making yeah. fun of people. He does not believe this. No, no Warren does I don't not believe, believe that. this at all. Um, none of us believe that. We are making fun of somebody else. Who does? Um... It's fantastic, this beer. I have yet to taste this this specific bottle, but this beer is amazing. I would not choose it for the last of, like, five beers tonight. Mm, My producer did, and therefore... Therefore, we're going to sleep. (laughs) In three. Three, two. (laughs) Until next time. So, for me today, this is actually my second triple. Uh, Earlier today... He made a triple-double. No. Uh, earlier today, we decided to drink a growler that I had left over in the in the cold box from Jersey Girl Brewing Company. They recently created or put together their... <laughs> is, that your, is that your T-Rex impression? Your drunk T-Rex? That was the toilet drain. Oh, okay. Um, Jersey Girl Brewing Company just recently put out their Gambrinus, uh, King Gambrinus Triple. Um, Chris brought over a 32 ounce growler to us uh, about a week ago, and Chuck brought over a, gra- a 32 ounce growler to us about uh, just before on on Friday last thanks, Friday. Thanks for coming over, Chuck. Thanks for bringing Homebrew University. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck, for bringing me a growler. It was fucking delicious. Um, yeah, we opened up today. It was really good triple. Um, it had a dry finish to it, and yet still had some candy sh- sugar sweetness uh, and a little bit of that bubblegum flavor that you expect from some Belgian-style yeast. I mean, there's different Belgian yeast that you can get, some with that uh, bubblegummy flavor, some more just dryness in the end. Obviously, the one that they picked, uh, like I explained, had, had the uh, that bubblegummy flavor that came through. But honestly, a very, very solid triple. Um, it's a new beer that they put out. Uh, if you have a chance, you should definitely give it a try. Um, also up there in alcohol percentage, but, uh, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to be drinking two triples today, uh, until all of a sudden I saw the victory drink back and I was like, oh shit, yeah, we're supposed to be drinking victory. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I did it for you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Producer Man. So what do you think? Oh, it's good. Um, 
Different yeast than what Jersey Girl's putting out. Not as bubblegummy. No, this one's you get, more spicier. Yeah, you get the spice flavor, a little bit of the sweetness, um, somewhat of a dry finish, uh, very little alcohol. You don't taste the alcohol percentage. Um, very indicative of a, of a good ferment. Uh, Victory obviously knows what they're doing with 125,000 barrels under their belt in 2014. You know that they know what they're doing. Um, Warren, why are there such gigantic mice upstairs running around? (laughs) Is that her apartment upstairs? No, I'm just... um, (laughs) Yes, there are apartments upstairs. So, what chemical compound makes the bubblegum flavor? There goes my brain. Isoamyl acetate. Is it isoamyl acetate? That's banana. That's fine. Well, is it banana? I thought that's what I think that's true. Uh, how about ethyl methylphenol glycidate? Yeah, let's go with that one. How about both of them? <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa! Um, aldehydes. Definitely aldehydes. What's the difference between bubblegum flavor and spice flavor and phenols? Because phenols are different flavor compound, totally. Oh, yeah. Different flavor than the bubblegum. But the bubblegum flavor comes through, there are... Uh, well, one's an ester, one's a phenol. So when, you, when you're homebrewing, when you're looking at these kinds of flavors, you're looking at two different types of flavors of yeast. You're looking at al, um, abbe, which is the, I want to say the bubblegummy flavor. Mm-hmm. And then there is the... Trappist, which is more so the spicy phenol flavor. So you have two different flavors to choose from when you're making this beer. Obviously, they chose Abbey Mm -hmm. um, and Spice Monkey or Golden Monkey Monkey chose chose more Trappist Trappist style. And those, if you're brewing this kind of style, those are the two different types of yeast strains that you can use if you're doing a 10-gallon batch to split up to see the differences in flavor. We actually do that all the time here. Um, we use T58, which is a safe ale. We use Abbey, which is fermentous. Um, and then there's um, the Belgian BE256 from... No, that's that's BE256 is from fermentous. And T58 is also from fermentous. Those are the two different strains. Abbey is just like BE, which is the Belgian um, bubble gummy. I mean, the uh, uh, Belgian triple is a very... Easy style beer to make. Absolutely. Um, no doubt. One of the easiest one, that I've ever maybe made. two yeah. styles of malt, more than likely just one. One. And then you're looking at some, some sugar, whether it be invert sugar, table sugar. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Nope. Um, and like Warren's saying, what's really awesome to do is if you can create or brew a beer more than just five gallons and you can split it up and ferment it with different styles of yeast... Um, uh, favorite listener, Joe, uh, you know all about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's really cool to to try a beer with different styles of yeast through it. Right. Um, I mean, you can you can take one beer and ferment it over four completely different styles mm-hmm. of yeast and make four completely different styles, <clears throat> or you can try it on similar styles of yeast and see the slight differences within it. Um, beer yeast is very... Uh, versatile in that there are a lot of different styles of flavor you can get off even the same style beer I, yeast. I'll tell you what, that, that Napoleon from 
What's the name of the company again? Um, organic. Um, the one in the can. Yeah, Imperial Organic. Imperial Organic. Uh, you, you know, that yeast, I, I just made some beers for a, a, con, a club contest recently. Right. <clears throat> and I fermented that as cold as I could possibly do it because that is a, like a, if I, and, and I know what that thing would have done. It stays on temperatures and I know what it came out with. Right. At cold, which was at cold, cold temperature. So even just that little bit of, you know, the difference between 64 and 80 mm. on that thing was the difference between a super spicy Saison and a much more yellow, mellow, you know, Belgian blonde type right. character. Right. Mm. Just same yeast. Same yeast. It is. You know, 16 degrees difference, you know. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So temperature and yeast strain. Matt was alluding to one type of malt, which is probably a base of Pilsner or some kind yeah. of really good germ, German malt. Um, and then what I would do is uh, hop it up to one noble hop, um, probably balancing it out somewhere around 30 IBUs, mm. 25 to 30 IBUs. And that's that's probably about it at the bittering aspect. And that yeah. would be it for me. And then I would load it up uh, in a five-gallon batch, two to three pounds of, uh, of simple sugar, whether that be invert table or whatnot. This is a Belgian barley wine. Yeah. That's basically what it is. And what really, what's really nice about it is that it dries out because of that simple sugar. Um, you use a lot of malt to get it up to about a 1080 to 1090 um, gravity units. And then just part of that grist that you're using is that sugar. That's going to dry you out to about 1010. Sometimes if, it, if the yeast is crazy enough, if it's a really big yeast, it'll get you down to one. Mm. And it'll dry it out even that much. At that point, you might be getting a, experience a little fusel, a little warmth when you're drinking it, but really, it takes really three sips before you're drunk. Yeah, <laughs> and enjoying this stuff this hits beer. you like a tank. Yeah, you're not driving without when you're drinking you know this. you know what the hell's going on. Right, I have a triple in the back right now brewing from a customer who put on four and a half ounces of orange peel on this, and I can't wait to try it. It's just a... That's going to be nice. It's going to be good. Triple with orange peel goes really well. We tried that many times. Triple with coriander. Mm. Triple with um, ginger. Anything that you like, any kind of spice you like, use it to the amount that you think you are going to like and then go for it. Yes. This one is a very plain Jane triple, which is nice. And the yeast actually plays the role in this beer. Yeah. It's the yeast forward flavorful beer when you're looking at a beer like a triple because it's such a simple grain bill hop bill and all that sort of stuff it really is all about the yeast this would be nice in a barrel too oh yeah white wine barrel brandy brandy yeah white wine right it would go fantastic yeah yep high alcohol content don't have to worry about infection. This thing will go really nicely, ferments out nicely, but be patient with time. Oh, yeah. This is a beer that you can hold on to for a while. The longer it sits, the If you taste it, it right out of the fermenter, you'll be like, oh, well, that's boozy or this, that, the other. And it, don't throw it out. Don't do it. Hold on to it. This sit is on one it. of those beers that's like, you know what? Sit on it. Put it in bottles. Try, you know, brewing some other stuff in the meantime. Come back to it after a few months. Yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, honestly, this stuff can even hold out. Because of the alcohol content, this beer can hold out to you for years. When people do it here, they, they don't come back for 60 days. Oh, yeah. So You can you can hold down on this beer for years. You, you can put it in the basement and hold on to it forever. And they get better and better. This uh, could be your anniversary beer. This is, when, when people say, you know, 
Miller High Life is a champagne of beers. No, triples are the champagne of beers. Yeah, they are. This is the beer that you can carbonate heavily because usually Belgian-style beers are highly carbonated, and it's got that dry finish to it. So triples, to me, are what I think of when I think of a champagne if I'm going to drink a beer. So... More than likely, this even this uh, this New Year's Eve, I'm going to be probably toasting with a triple. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Here's to one full year of the cool ship. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> Fuck. That's a lot of beer, man. One year. A lot of fucking beer. Fuck is right. One year. Last year at this time? What were you doing? <laughs> Not even open yet. Yeah. I wasn't even starting construction. Yeah. I had the building. We had the building. We were waiting on release. Yep. So you could start annihilating the floor. Mm-hmm. I remember walking over there, paint on the floor, going, yeah, that's where the drains are going to be. A month later, going over there and seeing the fucking ditches. Going, what the fuck is this place going to be like? And seeing the construction take place. The ditches were tough, man. I saw the ditches. I was just <laughs> like, oh, you poor son of a bitch. They've, just, they've, they've taken your big, beautiful place and they've just ruined it on they've you. They've ripped it <laughs> apart. They've ripped it apart. All that concrete. Holy Christ. There were parts where there were six inches thick concrete. There were parts where there were 14 inch thick concrete. For no reason. Other than it's like, hey, we didn't have dirt to put back. <laughs> Let's fill it with concrete. Uh, it looks great now. It was really oh, a nice yeah. spot. Well, are you going to put out tents and heaters for yeah. uh, for, for Oktoberfest time? We are. We're definitely going to. We're going to get some outdoor heaters for the outdoor area. Um, you know, we want people to be able to sit outside and enjoy it for as long as we possibly can before yeah. the snow hits. I think that's the key, man. You really Tent? attract a lot of people to the to a good I don't spot. Know, I don't know if we're going to cover it. Um, Tent it up, motherfucker. It up. We'll we'll open the umbrellas. We'll have the the, you know the the outdoor heaters, propane heaters. The reason you may want to tent it up in the fall is because it gets windy around here. I, I assume yeah. at least it does in my neck of the woods. I assume in Hackettstown too. Yeah, it gets a little windy and chilly in the that open parking lot does get windy. Yeah, so you put the plat the tent with the plastic around it. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to or one just one side, just one just one, one wall. side, yeah, just mm-hmm. one wall to keep yep. the wind out. Yeah. Or have it available to do any wall, any three of those walls. That's, uh, you have three heaters in a tent. It's going to be warmer than your inside of your brewery. Oh, yeah. You know. The brewery holds heat pretty well. It does. <laughs> yeah, it'll be plenty warm in the winter. It's been, it was probably tough in the summer, but people kept showing up. I mean, it was hot inside, and people were like, that's all right, we're drinking. Thank you, everybody who kept showing up because your troopers yeah. was fucking hot in there. <laughs> Sweating balls, just sitting there going, God damn it, why, why am I here? And I'm not even paying money yeah, to be there. You're like, we could turn on the air conditioning, but i got to raise the price of the pints. Oh. No! We'll keep coming. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good shit. Yeah, this beer is big. <laughs> Usually you guys are getting pretty, like... We're, boisterous we're and animated at the end of a show. I think you. I think your anniversary. Well, here, here's how. Here's how it happens. Ready? <laughs> Friday night starts the whole gig. Yep. Saturday's a busy day for me. I can't do anything until nine o'clock at night. And by the time I'm done at nine, 
You don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything, so go home. Wake up at 6 o'clock for Sunday to brew up mats. I don't get home till 10 o'clock or 7 o'clock, and I don't get to bed till 10 o'clock. Wake up at 7 or 6.30 on Monday because the kids got school, and then I got to go order mats to brew at 8, and I brewed all day. So it's just been all week long. Today's Tuesday now. It's fucking now 11 o'clock at night. We've been here. I've been here now. It's going on 14 hours. Mm. So it's time to slow down. Time is uh, yeah. Time is just and that's and that's Warren's day. Let's yeah. go back on to what I'm going on right over here. Right. We got. Uh, what was it? Wednesday for me was a uh, was a brew day. We had the it's 11 hours of brew day. Yeah. Eleven hours of brew day on Wednesday. Um, going that doesn't in, include night events that you have to do at night and tap takeover. Well, or something uh, like that. no, I think I don't. I don't think I had to do anything on Wednesday. I don't even remember. Wednesday's so long ago. Mm. Um, but then Thursday, Thursday I do my networking group. Um, so I got to be there at seven. It's not too far away, but still it's seven in the fucking morning. Um, and then. We're open on Thursday, so I have to stay through till we close. So I'm there. Seven, I got to be up at this place at seven in the morning, going through till eleven at night. You know, ten o'clock is when we close, so or when we do last call, so we're there till eleven. Friday, the same sort of thing. Uh, we did pilot batches, whatever. You had a tap takeover, but still, I did have a tap takeover that night. Um, so I still had the tap takeover forever, uh, and then Saturday. We had the beer fest. I didn't have to be there. To t- uh, the places and op- the breweries and opened until twelve. But I had the tap take uh, the beer fest uh, in Morristown. No, that one was Morristown. No, it was uh, uh, um, 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 Whippany. Whippany, thank you. Uh, yeah, Parsippany, Whippany. Over in Whippany, I had to be there at ten, so I had to be over at the brewery at eight to start making sure all the beers were ready to go. I was at the beer fest till around 6 and then got back over to the brewery. We had issues with the credit card machines. Everything was cash only for 30 minutes. Um, we had to shut down the internet and reboot it and start reassessing everything on the uh, on the wireless. And then I finally got back. And right after I got back there, too, was my, my mom's like, hey, credit cards are down. Go fix this shit. Like, what the fuck? So I run back over there, fix all that stuff over. And I'm still there till like, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, normally my day off, we decided to do the... Um, Club the, the club brew, so I had to get in at uh, 5.30 in the morning to start heating up all the water. Uh, we had two guys that came in, Warren being one of them, um, at 6, and uh, helped me brew uh, the first batch. And then Tina, who works over at the brewery, also part of the club, um, she got in there around, I think, 10, 9.30, 10 o'clock, uh, and uh, Bob got there to help me grain out. Um, and Keith came over by, uh, the very start of the second brew and stayed through the, through the second. And then Sunday, you know, we closed at six, we finished the brew around seven. Um, that was about a 13 hour day of brewing. I think I was done about that point. My parents were like, oh yeah, I want to come over for some dinner. I'm like, fuck no, I just want to sit on the couch. <laughs> uh, and then Monday, uh, no, Monday we had Monday morning meetings, so I had to be there for our meeting discussion on Mondays. We did the couple, I think we did a pilot batch. We did a pilot batch. Oh yeah, we, we did our we did o'clock. our uh, yeah, our wet hop beer um, early at eight o'clock in the morning. I got there at eight twenty because I was uh, fur farm. 
Bob from Fur Farm. Yeah. So up there. Matt Matt made a schedule of hops, and I destroyed that schedule of hops. Mm-hmm. While Matt was good. while Matt was in a meeting, I was like, "Fuck this! We're, we're not. You're not taking any hops home today, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not repackaging anything for you." He's like, "All right, fine." Is Matt going to get mad? I'm like, "Probably," but I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And we did, and we threw in six, four pounds, four pounds of hops. Yeah. In. A twenty-gallon batch. Throughout the whole thing, it was it smelled it's like a great good. beer in the yeah. end. Oh man, it, it's fantastic! The hops that Bob has over there are amazing. I can't. You're wait. just you're just looking at them in the packaging. You're like the color differentiation What's on each of one of them. Company? This hmm? is the Fur Farm. The Fur Farm over in Colts Neck. Um, nice. So he he had fantastic hops. He had Dark City come over and pick. He had Jug Halo come over and pick. And I forget what other brewery he had over there. He, he had a few. Other, he had a couple others. Yeah, he had like four four yeah. breweries come over there and pick their hops to do a wet hop harvest. He had enough hops for four breweries to do wet hop harvest. And then he, I'm like, he came in here. He's a customer of mine. Came in here and brewed a couple of times, and he brewed. And he's like, I'm like, dude, I think we can get you on Matt's system if I can get Matt to agree to this. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I go, how many hops do you have left? He's like. I don't know, a couple of pounds, four or five pounds. I'm like, that's perfect. If they're all wet hops, we can use them. Just bring whatever you got, and we'll go over to Matt's place. Let me let me text Max. And I text I text Matt. I was like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bingo, we're in. Well, Bob's been up a few times. Yeah, he's been Bob. Up. Bob says even throughout the whole brew. The building process. Nothing of the but brewery. good things. Yeah, nothing yeah. but good things. He's been up there all the time, like, oh man, you know, I've been checking out your Facebook, been waiting for you. So I'm, I was so happy when, when Bob was like, oh yeah, and he's I want to cold do snack, and he comes up here all the time. Oh, all the time. yeah, all the time. Nice. Him and his brother. His brother doesn't drink a lot, but they own the fur farm together, so they do all kinds of fur trees. Yeah. So if you're interested in a Christmas tree, go visit the fur farm in Coltsneck. They have nothing but the best quality of trees. But they also grow hops, and they also grow fruit. So whatever, whatever they're uh, they're really into natural and organic. So everything these guys do is top notch. Yeah, it is. It's top notch, and I think they're. It's a fabulous thing that oh my gosh, we yeah. were able to do this with you, with me, with you know. It was just a great thing. So um, we made we made a um, spruce beer with his beer. Yeah, and it came out phenomenal. So nice. Yeah, it was good. <clears throat> That's the Fur Farm in Coltsneck, New Jersey. In Coltsneck, New Jersey. Yep. So when you need a Christmas tree, go see them. Um, pick your own tree; they'll cut it down for you, or you'll cut it down for yourself. One or the other. Or somebody yeah. can cut it down for. You can hire a homeless guy who'll yeah. come over with a chainsaw. One or the other. Something or other. Why does he have to be homeless, Matt? Why can't he just be? I'm that's, saying that's this a racist is the extremes. This, that's, this is... okay, Donald Trump. Racism. <laughs> when is homeless a race? <laughs> I don't know, but here, here one. <laughs> Two final things. Two final things. Okay. And I, I'm going to talk about this. Okay. 14 years tomorrow, I'll be married to my wife. 14. 14. Wow. Shit. So thank Very you nice. for putting up with my bullshit. 14. So it's your anniversary. It's my anniversary on top of my anniversary. Oh, my God. Oh, The symmetry. And you know why I'm drinking double tonight. You're because you got to make up for tomorrow? Actually. No, I'm drinking triple. No. <laughs> no. Um... Happy anniversary, hon. I love you. Very cool. Cheers. Warren, you're, you're like a youngster. I've been married 20 years. <laughs> you're so young. I've been with my wife for seven before that. So, yeah. okay. just, just want to let you guys know, I've been dating now for six months. <laughs> it's the 
best six months of my life. <laughs> my hand has never felt so relaxed. <laughs> so tense. They were so tense. <laughs> God bless, guys. Cheers. Make a triple. You'll be blessed. Obviously. To victory. To victory. And beyond. America. 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 We out. Cut. Tooth some more. <laughs> Fuck you, Sappin. <laughs> Fuck you. You gonna? Was that? That's that's your new nickname. Oh, that's What's up, okay. I thought you were gonna fuck me, Sappin. <laughs> Got worried there. For I don't a know second. if you can fuck somebody, Sappin. <laughs> that's pretty harsh. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm well, lost. Sanguine? No, that wouldn't work either. Fuck, fuck me, Sanguine. No. <laughs> fuck me, bloody. No fucking way. Am I fucking you, bloody? <laughs> Maybe if you fuck them sap it, they become bloody after a while. That was my point.